This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and uh, pleased to be joined right now by Paul Terry from Paul Terry Consulting Group. And we were just discussing, obviously I chat with people before the interviews. Welcome, by the way. Thank you, Kevin. Nice good to, to have, be here. Nice to have you it's here. good to be here. You've got some um, you know, titles following your name here, uh, and uh, SPHR, so that's a that's a superhero human of resources. That's like right, that's right. It's <laughs> a, tell me what it is again? It's Senior Professional in Human Resources nice. uh, as de- designated by the uh, Society for Human Resource Management. Okay, and ACC, so... That is Associate Certified Coach, and that's from the International Coach Federation. Very nice. A couple certifying bodies, and uh, they show that I spent some time studying the field a little bit. You know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for NFL Fantasy Football to have some sort of title I can put after my name, because really, when I look at my strengths, that's it. (laughs) So it's very depressing for me. There you go. That's enough about me at this point, though. (laughs) Uh, Paul is here to chat with us today about, I guess, leadership and challenges for leaders and and within the nonprofit organization overall. So, I I mean, I'd like to jump right in. Let's talk about whether it's the Ontario SPCA or other nonprofit organizations. What are the major challenges for leaders in the sector? Sure. Uh, I think there's a lot of them uh, specifically to the nonprofit world. Uh, Certainly, there's always the issue of funding, right? Where are you going to get the funds? How are you going to maintain the funds? How do you secure the funding uh, to be able to do the things that the organization wants to do? Mm -hmm. I think beyond that, from a a people leadership standpoint, uh, you have a lot of people who are attracted to nonprofits and specifically, for example, the SPCA. They, They want to be able to help and they have a passion around animals. They have a passion around whatever the service or they feel they have a calling, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you can have a lot of passion, but do you have the right skill set to go with that? And so can leaders marry that passion that people bring along with the skill set that they need to be able to help the organization be successful? Okay. Uh, those sound like some significant challenges people yeah. can face with not easy solutions to, to bring to the table. Right. So is that what your role is with Paul Terry Consulting? Do you step in and, and assist leaders with managing those changes in an organization? Yeah. I would say I try to focus on three things. And if you think of like of a Venn diagram, bringing three circles together, mm-hmm. one would be the skills, the ability, the talent, so to speak, that a person has matched up with their passion and interest, what it is that motivates them about their work uh, beyond, say, money or a certain benefit or something like that, and what the organization does, what, it's, what it tries to do, and how do you bring all three of those together. And we say when a person can do all three, they have to bring the skills, it matches their motivations and interests, and there is a business need or an organizational need for their capabilities, then you have what we would call a career best that helps people to really excel in whatever work that they're doing. A term I've heard throughout the years of my, you know, during my career is, uh, you know, the siloing, siloing within an organization, siloing within a, a sector. What are the dangers of keeping an organization in a silo? It's an interesting question. I think there are a number of ones. I, I think specifically things like a lack of innovation. When people start to get really too myopic, they can uh, just see things their way. They forget to bring in perhaps other perspectives that might broaden their thinking okay. and perspective. Uh, and we don't get the best from people when we are just allowing them to kind of go within their channel. There's a lot of people say, just leave me alone and let me do my work. Well, they may have great ideas that others could benefit from, and we need to make sure that that happens. And I think leaders, one of the the roles of a leader is to help bring out the best of individuals to allow them to be able to contribute and maybe tap into those 
skills or talents that they have that may not be utilized by the organization. Mm. And so if we get really siloed, then that's not going to happen. Okay. Enterprise leadership is a term I heard mm-hmm. used when I was trying to do some research in, in mm-hmm. preparation for meeting you today. What is enterprise leadership? And, and what does a, an enterprise leadership point of view look like? Okay. So an enterprise leader, what we mean by that is really a person who steps back and sees the, the larger whole. Uh, understands that it's not just about one part of the organization anymore. Say I grew up in finance. Okay. Say I have an accounting background and I've worked in an accounting or a financial function. I've got to recognize that as an enterprise leader, while the finances are important, there's other components. How we do public relations, how we do our fundraising, how we uh, run the operations, the community involvement, and so forth. And I have to recognize that all those aspects are important. And I, I have to step out of that crevice that I've been in and recognize that I have to understand the organization at a broader level and then bring to bear the talents and abilities of the people that represent those various aspects. Are there people that have that innate ability just to, to have that broader vision? I feel like, you know, you hear people talk about, oh, the cream rises to the top. There are people that I think have the ability to just step back and know that there's a lot of moving pieces mm-hmm. in any machine and, and see an organization through the multiple lenses of those many pieces. Can you teach that? Is, is, is that something that you can teach someone to see, or is it something that you kind of have to have dwelling in you already? I think it can be developed. Yeah. I think some people, like you say, may have a natural propensity to do that more, but I do think it's definitely a skill that can be developed. In our educational system, we tend to develop a lot of independent capability, people who think independently, who achieve independently. And what you realize is in the business world is that you have to be able to operate interdependently. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to work through others. And so by gaining experiences, by working in multiple parts of the system or organization, you can gain that enterprise perspective and broaden out yourself. And I've had experiences like that in my career, and I'm sure you have too, where you've been able to work with different people, um, work on different kinds of projects that that push you in different ways, Mm -hmm. that cause you to really stretch and to grow. And I think that that's what it takes as a person who's had a variety of experiences and then to be able to put those pieces together in a way that will then benefit benefit them as an organizational leader. I get it. Yeah, I am seeing it all clearly now. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here on Animals Voice Podcast. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about enterprise leadership and and I think touch on why it's so important for an organization to have that uh, that view and that vision. Please stick around and join us uh, when we come back from this commercial. Hi, I'm Brad Dewar, an inspector with the Ontario SPCA. Every day, Ontario SPCA officers respond to calls of animals being abused or neglected. All animals in Ontario are required to be provided with basic standards of care. If you suspect abuse or neglect, call our toll-free 24-hour call centre at 310-SPCA or 7722. You can also email your complaint to cruelty at ospca.on.ca. Welcome back to Animals Voice Podcast. My guest is still Paul Terry from Paul Terry Consulting Group. Paul, before we went to commercial break, you were talking to me about enterprise leadership and what that point of view looks like. I mean, I feel like you articulated a little bit already why it's so important, but if, you're, if we have listeners out there that are leaders of organizations, can you articulate to them why is it so important to have an enterprise leadership point of view? You bet. I think it's important in a couple levels. So it's important to the individual to be able, if, if a person wants to grow his or her career, they have to be able to learn how to broaden out. 
and to be able to think on a more systemic or enterprise level. So it's going to help them in their career. Organizations will rarely have enough people who really have a broad perspective. Okay. So if I demonstrate some of those talents, the organization is going to be able to put those to use and it will bode well for me in my career. So it's important on the personal level. Then from an organizational perspective, think of what can happen if you have too many, as we were talking about, too many people in a silo. Quality can suffer, inefficiencies, people stepping on each other's toes, conflict, all those kinds of things that can happen if we don't have people really operating and recognizing at, a, at more of, a, of the business needs at an enterprise level. So being able to step back, recognize, hey, there's a best practice over here. Why don't we apply that in our part of the organization would be helpful. I'll give you a quick for instance. I'm on a board of, a, of an HR association in, uh, in my community, and um, I'm on the sponsorship team. And so one of the things that I always look for is better ways to find sponsors. And I've realized I can't do it all myself. And so I've started to network with other chapters within our area to be able to find out what are some of the best practices? What are the things they're doing? Are we pricing our sponsorships right? Are we getting the right kind of uh, people in that will be helpful in that regard to benefit the organization? I've learned a tremendous amount by just getting out there and understanding what other parts of the, of the organization are doing. And so it's beneficial to the organization as well because we can increase the perspectives, increase quality, and like I said, innovation, and really make sure that we're utilizing best practices. If you were to sit down with someone who was starting a company today, and they asked you, well, what, what does a leader do? I don't know how to lead. I mean, what, what is the role of a leader in any organization? There's, of course, been volumes written on this topic, <laughs> and we could spend the next okay. uh, You've few You've got three minutes to days. answer. Go. So... <laughs> In this regard, I would say a primary focus of a leader has to be in developing the talent of the organization, the people. If they don't understand that that's a primary part of their role, then they're probably not the right person to be in a leadership capacity. Mm -hmm. They've got to recognize it's about the people. The mm -hmm. people are who make the operation run. And if I'm paying attention to them, and if I'm helping them to have these good experiences, as I talked about earlier, these career best experiences, I can step out of the way. And, and let them really do what they need to do. But is it human nature that you're going to worry that you're going to find your own replacement? Like I've always heard a good leadership, you, you know, you're hiring sure. your replacement, your eventual successor. Sure. So there's also in human nature the fear of being replaced. So how do you, how do you bring those two concepts together? Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting point. I think that uh, enterprise leaders recognize it's about more than themselves. Okay. Certainly, yeah. they're looking for that, that talent to come up and, and to grow, mm -hmm. and they have to recognize there may be a point when I can step out and do something else. So I can't see the glass as half empty. I've got to see it as half full, that the more talent I develop, whether they stay with my part of the organization or wherever I am, or they go on to other things, I've been a success because I've helped them reach their potential and to be able to contribute the most they can. And I think good leaders recognize that's what it's about. I'm hoping that someone that I might develop might be able to do far more than I've done. Right. And I think that's the mindset you gotta have. If it's all about you, like I said, I think you're in the wrong profession. Okay, okay. Speaking of professions, you know, I work within the animal welfare industry mm -hmm. and you are um, joining us here on Animal's Voice podcast at our educational conference that we have once a year. Tell me a little bit about you. Do you have animals? Does this matter to you on a, on a personal level? It definitely does. Yeah. I grew up on a small farm, actually, in uh, Washington State, okay. and that's where I'm originally from. Had animals growing up there, and then uh, 
18 years ago, we adopted a little cockapoo from the Boulder Humane Society, and he was part of our home for 17 years. Wow. And uh, we finally um, finally had to say goodbye last year. It oh. was one of the hardest things that ever happened. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, you know, obviously being here and helping animal welfare organizations plan their leadership, it, it matters to you as Absolutely. well. Right now, do you have any animals at home? We don't. My wife and I are kind of at a point where we're empty nesters, <laughs> yeah. and we also think about uh, to be able to travel and do some of those things. We've debated. I tend to be a cat person. My wife is more of a, a dog person, yes. and so we kind of battle it. And you can see who won <laughs> over the last 17, 18 years. But uh, at this point, we said we probably won't uh, because we want to be able to uh, not have to worry about a pet while we're gone. That's smart. That's yeah. smart. You know what? It, 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 I'm talking about cat person versus dog person. I just have to jump in on that yeah. for a second. Yeah. I considered myself a cat person. I've had cats my entire life. Like, I don't remember a day on this planet where I didn't have cats in my family. And then about five years ago, dogs came into my life. Did the blended family thing, still have the cats, but also have a dog. And then another dog came along. And it's been such a, uh, an eye-opening experience for me. I still appreciate cats. I love my interaction with cats. And I, I definitely see the appeal of cats. Uh, more independent. But yeah. I tell you something. When I walk in the door every night, that greeting you get from a dog, it's, it's unique it to is. that species. Yeah. <clears throat> and it makes you feel wonderful. And, and uh, I, I feel bad for people that have never experienced that level of devotion and love. Yeah, I, I totally agree. In fact, that's one of the reasons I think we've decided uh, not, to, not to get another animal at this time, a pet, in, into our home. Is just because I really don't want to go through that again. I had a, a colleague growing up, and his name was Sean. And was, he was killed by a, a motorcycle. Oh. And uh, one of the hardest things, and then going through this with coconut, as I mentioned, our cockapoo, mm -hmm. I don't know that I could take it again. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it, I have very fond memories, and I really don't want to have to go through the, uh, that grieving process again. Quite you know, we've done entire shows here on Animal's Voice talking about grief and yeah. dealing with grief of a pet, and it is so significant. And people who have not had pets in their families can't relate. Yeah, they, they don't, don't get that level That's of right. pain or understand that it is as significant as losing a person in your life yeah, when you have loved is. that animal. So, yes, uh, Fascinating chat here with you well, today. You, I've enjoyed this a lot. Paul Terry from Paul Terry Consulting Group. You are on Twitter. Yes. Uh, your Twitter handle is at... PTerry91, so that's P-T-E-R-R-Y 91. Right. Uh, also, your website is paulterryconsultinggroup.com, correct? Yes, that's correct. So people can track you down that way? Absolutely. Thank you for joining us on Animal's Voice. Thank and I uh, look forward to your session here at the uh, conference tomorrow. I, I will uh, be uh, sitting in on that. And thank you to the listeners of Animal's Voice podcast for joining us, for sharing our broadcasts on social media. We hope you continue to do so. If you have show ideas, you can find me on Twitter at OSPCA Kevin, or you can email me at kmckenzie at ospca.on.ca. Paul, safe travels back to Colorado. Thank you very much. We'll talk Good to you again. Here, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice.